Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Jason Owens. He has a really fun song out called Party Like You, but I have to say the video is even more fun. We're going to talk about the making of that, about what's going on in Kentucky, and much, much more. So welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. So how much fun did you have making that video? Man, we had so much fun making that video. We had a lot of friends in it. Um, my wife is the the lead female in it, too. So uh, oh. it was a great time. Well, you see, now it's good to hear that's your wife, because if not, I would think, wow, I bet your wife was really jealous. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, that's great. I mean, she's beautiful. Is she like an actress or a model? Uh, she was actually a former Miss Kentucky, um, and she also uh, sings background for me in my band. So we've got her doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> I like that because, you know, if you go on the road, you, you want a, a loved one nearby. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you have a band? I mean, do you guys tour and what, what's your what's your band schedule like? Yeah, man. Um, if you go to my website, www.jasonowensmusic.com, you can see all our dates. Um, we go all over the place. I mean, we obviously play a little bit in Kentucky and the Cincinnati, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio area. But um, we've been as far as California, Florida. Um, we're going back to play some shows in Las Vegas, Nevada um, next month in April. So we, we hit that road quite a bit. Excellent. Well, I can only imagine party like you would get a really good response on the road. It does, man. Um, we, we started playing that song out in our live shows probably about a year ago before we released it. And it was getting a really good, good reaction for sure. Because it's that kind of feel-good country pop that a lot of people, you know, really need right now. Yeah, I, I mean, anything to bring some positivity into the world, you know? Well, tell me, Kentucky, I always think of that as, you know, a, a real, you know, country music state, but especially like a bluegrass. Did you listen to a lot of bluegrass growing up? Not a ton. Um I, I'm a guitar player, so I, I really appreciate the the picking in bluegrass. Uh, some of those guys are just insane. Um, but I wouldn't say I am a huge bluegrass fan. I, I appreciate it, uh, and I, I can listen to it, but I don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. Well, what were your music influences growing up? Uh, my main one was Brad Paisley. Um, when I heard his song, the world on the radio and I heard the guitar solo, I was just like, okay, that's, that's what I want to do. I, I want to learn to play like that. And, um, you know, Kenny Chesney vocally, I've, I've always loved his music. Um, and all the greats, man, you know, George Jones, Keith Whitley, um, really like anyone in in that country realm, I appreciate everything they do. So you like the classics, 
but you still like a little bit of that fresh pop sound. Yes, sir. I like that. It's I think it's a challenge. I mean, country is really incorporated a lot of pop and rock, but you never want to lose that traditional country sound either, do you? Absolutely not. And and what what is your barometer when you think, well, maybe I'm going a little too pop here? You know, when we're in the studio, some sometimes a producer or something will throw something out, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's that that sounds like a rap song. <laughs> you know, I I want to stay true to my country roots as as much as I can. And I think a lot of artists are, you know, very successfully doing that. You know, when I heard "Party Like You," it made me think of something Billy Currington would do. Oh, I love Billy Currington. Um, yeah, if he wants to jump on that with us, he can call us up. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe what was that song he did? I think with Shania Twain was it "Party for Two? Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, and and so, do you think you'll be doing any duets? I would like to. Um, I don't know anyone off the top of my head um that i want to do a duet with right now except i think my wife and i are gonna put out a couple um classic country um covers as duets maybe do a, a tim mcgraw faith hill cover yes yeah that'd be great <laughs> well who are the other classics because i know Oh, this would be going way back, but, you know, Conway, Twitty, Loretta Lynn, they were sort of a classic duo. Yes, yeah. Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man. Um, yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, Johnny Johnny and June Carter uh, Cash. Cash. Well, Jackson, something like that. Yeah. Jackson. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. Think of one more. I know there's there's so many good duets. I'm going to probably remember a million, but uh, oh, you know what I was just talking about? Do you remember when Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow did that duet? Picture. Yeah. Yes. Would you ever cover something like that? Yeah. Um, we've actually played that quite a bit um, in our live shows. That that's That's one that people request a lot for sure. Nice. Well, how about writing a new one? Like, are you a pretty prolific songwriter? Yeah, all, all the songs we have out, I've had a hand in writing, including Party Like You. Um, so we could definitely work on that. That'd be cool to write write some duets. So what inspires your writing? You know, what, you know, what interests you now? Is it relationships? Is it... I don't know, having a good time. You know, you got the party songs, you got the breakup songs. Obviously, not a breakup song, but, uh, you know, what kind of music inspires you now? Man, a little bit of everything. You know, I, I really like the sad, like, tear-jerking, old-style country songs. Uh, you know, like, the the new guy, Morgan Wallen, he's putting out some stuff that kind of has that vibe, but has a little bit more of a modern um, twist on things. So that's really cool. And, uh, you know, I love writing, you know, fun songs like Party Like You, too, that people can just crank up and and just sing along at a party or a tailgate or whatever and and just have a good time. 
Excellent. And for, you know, you talk about your fans and, you know, the people you play for. Uh, what are the fans like out? Because it, it was so long when they couldn't go out to live shows and now that they can. Well, what's kind of the mood of, of the shows and the people coming out? I would say the mood is normally it's pretty lit. Like um, people are, you know, so happy to be out of the quarantine stage of their lives and you know just get out and drink some beers have some fun with with their friends and and enjoy a, a good country show and well, like what's the demographics what's your age range you know it, it varies quite a bit i mean we've got people that are you know 15 at a show if if it's allowed you know up to 80 90 years old one of our biggest fans, uh, he goes by Papa Smurf. He he wears the Smurf hat, and he comes to almost every show. And he's such a good guy. And he's he's eighty, I think it's like eighty five, something like that. I mean, he's up there, but he's he's such a cool guy, such a uh, so fun to sit down and talk to. He's got a lot of wisdom. Oh, cool. So he's sort of a groupie. Does he like travel and go city to city and follow your tour? Sometimes. Yep. Sometimes we'll throw him in the bus and and uh, he'll he'll go with us. Um, he comes to a lot of local stuff. I, I think I think the furthest we took him is we were playing Old Red in in Gatlinburg. And I think he came down to that one. Nice. So did you always know you're going to do music professionally or were you like uh, tempted by other careers? No, I've never really had a backup plan um, since I was 10. You know, I, I, I wanted to be a member of the Grand Old Opry and, you know, we're just we're pushing towards that goal. Now, how do you become a member of the Grand Old Opry? Well, I guess first you have to play it. <laughs> so that's the first goal. Um, and then what I understand is, you know, you just you keep coming back and, and playing and just being uh, in that that culture. And then hopefully someday someone will will send you that invite. I I'm pretty sure it's someone that is is a member has to invite you to become a member of the Grand Old Opera. I see. They keep it just secret enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think you can pay like a fee or something to to be a member. <laughs> right. You can't just book the space. Right. Right. I like that. So when you get invited, uh, what will your opening song be on that stage? Wow. Probably. Um the a song we got coming out here in in a few months um hopefully hopefully we'll get to play that on that stage someday um the song's called slow and steady and it, it's got a really really good old school kind of country vibe but just a little bit of that modern flair and i think people are really going to dig it nice and when you're on the stage at the grand Ole opry and you want to pay tribute to one of your all-time favorites, what cover song would you do? Oh, man, I, I'd be 
I'd be scared to do it, but I, I think I'd, I'd have to do some Keith Whitley, some Don't Close Your Eyes or or uh, When You Say Nothing At All. I love those songs. Nice. Uh, are you are you a Hank Williams fan? Yes. Yeah. Um, Hank Williams Sr., Hank Williams Jr. Oh, Sr., and we won't even talk about Hank Williams III. No. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I don't dislike Hank Williams the Third. I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's like the the each generation seems to get farther away from the traditional country of of Hank Williams Senior. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm so lonesome I could cry, um, tear in my beer kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, but there was just so much authenticity in his music and in his voice and. Uh, it's sad that that he left this world so soon. When you talk about Hank Williams Jr., I do like him, and he really brought the rebel, brought a little more rock and roll to country. Oh yeah, he that he was, sure did. That and, was good. So, so how 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 rebel do you get in your shows? Do you, do you keep it pretty even keeled, or do you ever veer off into some some honky tonk? Man, I tell you, we do a lot of different things in the show. You know, we'll we'll go from, you know, doing that honky tonk like um, Hank Williams Jr. all the way to doing like Counting Stars by One Republic. Um, we we kind of go a little bit all over the place. We try to have something for for everyone that if they come to a show, they're like, okay, I I know this song, you know, or if even if they don't necessarily love country music, there's something in there. We get a we get compliments a lot that like, hey, you know, I I really don't love country music, but I really enjoyed your show, and that's that's really cool because we want to bring those people over to the good side. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a nice compliment, but yeah, I'm stunned. You know, why would someone not like country music? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, but to each their own, I guess. So you're kind of educating people along the way. Yes, yes. But then, you know, not everyone has the benefit of growing up in Kentucky. It's a lot easier to hear country in certain states. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. Um, Ohio um, is, is a big country spot. And actually, the the first time we went and played in Chicago, I was nervous. I was like, I don't think these people are going to like us. Um, but man, they love country music up there. I w I was surprised. I thought it would be a big rap, um, EDM kind of scene, but they love it up there. Now, what part of uh, Kentucky are you from? I'm from Florence, Kentucky. It's it's really close to Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and, uh, most people know it from, uh, Florence, y'all, there is a water tower in town, um, next to the Florence mall. And I guess the story was, they were saying that that was, uh, that water tower said Florence mall and that was advertising the mall and that wasn't okay with someone, someone complained about it or whatever. And they painted over the M, and now it says Florence, y'all. <laughs> well, that's a pretty clever compromise. Yeah, yeah. I like that. 
So are you still living in that same area? I am. Um, I'm about four hours from Nashville, so I'm down there quite a bit, but I do, I have a house in, in Florence and um, I live here with my wife and um, yeah, yeah, just hanging out here. So if someone's in Florence on a Saturday night, where is the best place in town to hear live country music? In Florence specifically, I would say right now it's Turfway Park. Um, we got a show there actually April 9th, um, just to plug that in. But <laughs> uh, there isn't a ton of live music venues in, in Florence, but they just built that place, put millions of dollars into it, and they run, do the horse races there too. So um, I would say that's the spot right now. So since COVID, have most of the live venues opened back up in your area? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say pretty much all of them have opened back up. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head that COVID put them under. Um, so that that's good. You know, I don't want anyone to lose their, their business or their livelihood. Yeah, that's good to hear because it sounds like you, you're really set up to be a live band you know, a touring band. Some people are more the recording studio, but would you consider yourself like first and foremost a live band? Yeah, I, I would definitely consider myself uh, a live band. You no, know, I, I love being in the studio, but, you know, being on the road and out meeting the fans, playing the music for them, that's so much fun. Uh, and I want to say I've got, I've got a great band. Uh, Danny Grow plays drums for me. Brooke Daniel Way plays fiddle. My wife Rebecca Owens sings background and plays percussion. And then uh, I play guitar and and sing. And then uh, I've got two bass players that kind of uh, move in and out. I've got a guy named Lewis Wright and uh, a guy named Barry Holland. And they're all just incredible people. And it's just awesome to to spend time with them on the road. We we get a lot of time together i mean we're probably together more than some of our families you know we see our families so it's cool to have that core group um of people that that have your back mm -hmm. what are your favorite venues to play at oh man yeah we we have a lot of fun in in las vegas um we play uh the losers bar inside of the mgm grand and we've been playing um, Doghouse inside of Resorts World, the new hotel out there, and that's really cool. Um, there's a place in town uh, called Lori's Roadhouse. It's actually in Beckett Ridge, Ohio, and um, they've been bringing a lot of, of big acts in, and we can open for people, and and uh, it's just got a good a good vibe to it. And then one of my favorite places of all time is the grizzly rose in um, denver colorado that that place is just insane like they they're like known for their line dancing and man when we're on stage playing those people put on a show for us like there's people flipping in the air and all kinds of stuff it's it's really cool it's really cool wow you know, the MGM Grand, I've actually been there, so I can kind of picture that. 
Yeah. That is such a huge complex. I'm always curious. Give, give me the little inside secret here. So if you're a band and you're playing a gigantic venue like that, how does the band get in? Is there like a, a band entrance and is there like a maze you have to go through to get to the concert hall? Um, no, I mean, we, we pretty much just go through the front carrying all our stuff, you know, get our hotels and, and go up and then take our stuff down to the venue. Um, I mean, someone may be on the level of like Luke Bryan or, or something. I'm sure they have their own way in, but for, for us that are kind of just growing, um, we've come through the front, but hopefully someday we'll get that back entrance. <laughs> there you go. So now you're just lean and mean. Yes. Yes. Because I'm always, you know, the the logistics of touring always fascinates me. And, you know, I'm sure every venue's different. But what is the main challenge of hauling gear around, having to set it up? I mean, do you have that down to an art now? I would say we definitely do. We we get in and out really quick. Um, And it's cool. A lot of venues will be backlined so they'll have all the speakers and everything sometimes they have a drum set you know and my drummer just has to bring like his snare drum and his cymbals and then we just bring you know the stuff we we need to go but they have a lot of that already um some of the festivals though like if you get booked as the headliner you you have to provide all the pa and stuff and that that can be a long day of setting that up if uh if I'm doing it by myself. Um, but, you know, luckily we're kind of at the point now to where most of the time that's already taken care of for us. Mm-hmm. So you just want to get to the point where it's, it's so complicated because that means you've hit the big time. Right, right. Because, you know, who was, I think Garth Brooks was one of the first country stars to really bring a lot of rock and roll staging to his show. Yeah. Wasn't he the first to fly down on on a wire? He may have been. I'm not sure, to be honest, but I I know he's definitely, uh, he definitely raised the bar for everyone as far as live shows go. Um, Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Elvis movie or not, but like how Hank Snow's just, just playing this like somber music, then Elvis comes out and everyone's going crazy. I mean, it, it's kind of that kind <laughs> of vibe, you know. Well, as you get bigger, uh, what would you like to add to your stage show? Oh man, I I think I'd like to add some more lighting. Um, we do have like some moving lights and stuff to to elevate the show a little bit now, but it'd be cool to have a team that could um could run all that for us um and you know add some more of that in uh and you know i would love to add a, a pedal steel player um mm-hmm. a, a while ago i did have a pedal steel player but we we went to fiddle and uh it'd be cool to have both you know just to to get some more of that authentic country sound um because i i love that how about a smoke machine? <laughs> we have that already. <laughs> oh, that's pretty advanced. I'm impressed. Yeah. 
but you don't want to do you ever swallow the smoke and then you have to cough i i really don't have issue with that some people do um we use a, a hazer so there's there's a difference between fog and haze haze is like when you go into like a venue and like it's it's kind of you can kind of see it in the air a little bit but what it does is basically it just shows the the light like the light beams where fog, I, oh gotcha fog is like you know this big puff of smoke like you would see it like a haunted house or something there you go yeah there's a fine line between haze and haunted house yes <laughs> oh cool well you know before we wrap up got got a little more to talk about but i would like you to just to tell people again uh where to find you online and especially you know where can they hear the music yeah absolutely um, you can go to my website, www.jasonowensmusic.com, or any social media handle is at Jason Owens Music. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music. Just type in Jason Owens, and uh, you'll see a, a dude sitting in a truck with some sunglasses on. That's me. And... Um, I would say that that's a, a good start. If you can find me, I mean, if you want to come to my house or something, if you can figure that out, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> well, that would be something. Do you ever do house parties? I've done quite a few house parties. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of fun. I hear a lot of people that are really liking doing private concerts at people's houses. Yeah, man, it's, it's kind of a new thing uh, that... Well, I don't know if it's a new thing, but a thing I've seen a lot of guys do is they'll go and just play acoustic or something in someone's living room for their friends. And like that seems to be a new uh, a new way of getting out there and touring, too. Yeah. And if you knew someone with a little acreage and room for parking, you know, weather's good, do something outside, would you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And hopefully, you know, do it under the radar so you're not like raided and closed down the first night. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you got to be creative nowadays. And I'm just wondering, like, what is one creative thing you've done lately to reach out to your fans? You know, um, making those those music videos you know, we, we put a lot of time and, and thought into that and, you know, just trying to bring something to the fans to bring them some joy. Um, I mean, but I'm doing creative things all the time. I'm making, you know, posters or, um, you know, writing songs or, or you know, going to meet with, with people, um, singing for them. You know, I feel like my whole life is just a, a whole big creative process. Do you ever do crazy stuff on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've done a, a couple things, and I don't know, I I still can't really get the TikTok thing though. Like, I, I'm trying. I I just I feel like I'm just so old school that it's uh, I I just have a big learning curve on it. <laughs> Well, it's tempting to want to keep up 
with what they're doing because some of that stuff is so out there. You kind of have to make a choice between, well, I could get more attention, but maybe it's not strengthening my brand or my image. Yeah, that that's a battle uh, I have internally all the time because I'm like, I could go on and do all this stupid stuff and have all this bad language that seems to be what people want to see now. Um, but just, I, I mean, we do that a, a little bit, but not to the point to what some of these people do. And I, I've always tried to keep, keep things more clean cut, more family friendly as much as I can. But, uh, yeah, it, it really is just kind of a, a, a battle of, well, should we do this or should we not? And it seems like TikTok too, it's like you can get away with it. Where like if you post something on Facebook like that, people would go nuts, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, it's funny. Each um, platform has its different kind of expectations. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say is the Jason Owens brand? You know, what do you stand for? You know, what how do you want people to see you and your music? I want them to see it as, you know, having a good time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm real, real stuck to my my Kentucky roots, country roots. Um, you know, it's, it's something that the whole family can come to and enjoy. And, um, I just want it to be, you know, that we're, we're all a big family and, you know, we're out just enjoying some good country music and, uh, just, just loving each other and, and, um, just uh just doing the thing so if any grand old opry members are listening what, what would your plea be to them to invite you to that stage you know it's just been my dream for so long to to play that stage and um I, i've actually met some people that have played that stage and have been been really nice to me but i i feel like we just need to grow a little bit more before we can get that invite. But uh, just just please keep us in mind and, and watch us as we, we continue to grow because that's what we're going to do. Or maybe you are ready and you just don't realize it. Well, then I hope I get an email or something after this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how old was Brenda Lee when she was invited to the Grand Ole Opry? Brenda Lee. I don't know. Oh, no, you're young. You'll have to Google her. I think uh, she was like, what, 13 when she had her first hit on the radio? I, I bet she was just a teenager when she first performed at the Grand Ole Opry. Says she was sharing the stage of the Grand Ole Opry with Elvis Presley at 12 years old. 12? Well, there you go then. Wow. I'm I'm just a little bit behind. <laughs> See, if 12-year-old Brenda Lee can do it, 20-something Jason Owens can do it. We're we're trying, we're grinding, we're working for it. See. And I and I'm just guessing you're in your 20s, am I close? Yep, I I'm 27. Well, there you go. Yep, I just had had a birthday this this month, March 1st, so um I, sh I share a birthday with Justin Bieber, actually, so that that's something my friends have told me. 
Well, see, you got a lot going for you then. So, <laughs> well, I want to give you the last word here, Jason. And it's it seems like you're you're making family and friends back there in Kentucky very proud. Uh, what's the one thing you would like them to know that, you know, from their point of view, it seems fun and exciting. But when you're out there on the road, you know, what would you like them to know uh, that you're thinking when when you're away from home? You know, it's it's really fun to be out on the road, um, but probably one of the hardships is just the the travel. You know, if we're driving five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours somewhere to do a show and then doing that again the next day, that can kind of take a wear and tear on your body. And um, but we love it and we wouldn't we wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I, I think I think it was Bon Jovi who, who said, like, I hate the 23 hours of my day. I'm not on the stage, but the one hour on the stage makes it all worth it. Um, so I would say that that would be a um, a challenge of it. But like I said, it's all worth it. And if they painted over the water tower and they let you choose the new phrase they're going to put up, what would it be? Um, Chase and Jason. Join Jason Nation. You know, if if they would do that, that'd be great. <laughs> I like it. Jason Nation. That's aiming high. Yeah. You might even put uh, Grand Ole Opry, here I come. Grand old Opry, here I come. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, Jason. <laughs> but I do want everyone to know I've been talking to Jason Owens. And he's got a current single out called Party Like You. It's a whole lot of fun. And like I said before, Jason, I think you're making the folks there in Kentucky proud. I think you're really going to break out this year and... I hope we get a chance to talk again after you have taken the stage at the Grand Ole Opry. Yes, Kelly, that'd be awesome. I'd be honored to come back on. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.